The offseason is upon us, and we're going to talk about what exactly that does mean for the Chicago Bulls as they go forth into this offseason with not a lot of assets and not a lot of capital. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why the Bulls aren't blowing it up despite some fans still hoping for something that's never coming. And we're going to continue our draft profiles, this time on Kobe Jones. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow the show at Shy Bulls. No, I'm sorry, at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on, if I can get my own social media correctly. But let's talk about kind of what is on the Bulls checklist going into this offseason. We know now that the Bulls can negotiate uh, deals with their own free agents. So that means we could technically hear of contract extensions with Kobe White, with uh, Nikola Vucevic, even Patrick Williams leading up before the draft. They have until June 30th. The draft is June uh, 22nd. So they have until after the draft. Now, free agency officially opens for everyone earlier, too, on June 30th, meaning that we are only. 16 days basically away from not only having the NBA draft already in the books, but also the start of NBA free agency. So while, you know, it kind of is, is looked at as a downtime right now, we got two weeks of that. And even that may be a little bit more active than what it's been before due to teams being able to negotiate with their own free agents. So that really brings us to the first thing with the Chicago Bulls. They have to figure out on what they're going to do with Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White. If those extension talks are going on right now, which Kobe's, it seems like they are fully intending on letting him go out and maybe finding his own deal in restricted free agency. But Vooch, they need to get Vooch locked in sooner rather than later if they are re-signing the big man, mainly because if not, they need to know how they need to pivot uh, to go out and shore up that starting center position. And no, as much Bulls fans that ask, no, Andre Drummond is not ready to be the starting center. And no, starting Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond together is not the answer for anything other than if you're trying to get be into the bottom five teams in the NBA and up that draft pick. But re-signing Vooch and figuring out is probably the first one. And next up is working out that contract extension with Kobe. But like I said, I do think they're going to let the restricted free agency play out, which may mean that unless a team has Kobe high on their priority list, we may see that play out more towards the end of free agency, right? We we typically, unless it's just a a high-level uh, free agent, like we've seen teams go after and see what they can get out in free agency, and then the teams that, that miss out on their main targets, they start pivoting towards restricted free agents of other teams. So the Kobe resolution may come um, a little bit later down the road than what Vooch does, but you never know. And that's kind of the next thing up. After the Vooch of it all, this Bulls team needs to figure out what they're doing with their point guard situation. If that's starting Kobe White at point guard, cool. That means you still need to figure out depth on your bench, right? That then frees up a spot and some space to go after some size, right? And get Alice Crusoe off of playing the power, starting power forward. Hopefully, P. Will pushes him out of that as well. But they have to figure out their point guard situation. And the Bulls front office may already feel like they have that situation figured out if they do plan on giving Kobe White the opportunity to be the starting point guard. So. Once that's figured out, you know, the next thing after that is adding shooting and size, right? Or And there may be a, a complete world in which we only get to add one, right? We only get to add one. And if it's going to be one, I would say it's shooting-wise. I think 
you know, the Bulls, their offensive rebounding numbers are terrible because part of Billy Donovan's scheme is immediately after an offensive shot goes up for us, we have maybe Vooch, maybe one player try to stay down there, but everybody else goes and sets up on the defensive side of the ball. It's why our defensive rating numbers are a little bit inflated as well because we get set up and limit the transition opportunities from other teams. But that's me going down a basketball nerd rabbit hole. But ultimately, I think adding shooting should be the next thing up and some size if you can. But considering where the Bulls are right now with assets, considering, yes, we have a full mid-level exception and technically a biannual exception at our disposal. But if we re-sign Vooch, if we re-sign Kobe White, we're not going to be able to use all of that, all of the mid-level exception, to go after a free agent. So uh, that's if we're avoiding the luxury tax, which we know is a big thing with this ownership group. So ultimately, um, that's kind of the things. And the next up, you have to prioritize player development, which I know that they just hired the coach. Shout out to that. They, they, uh, I'm glad that we got a shooting coach who's going to be doing more than just uh, uh, shooting here, but actually be really a part of development plans. And I love that because one thing that this Bulls team has sucked at is developing the young players that they brought him. Now, yeah, Dalen Terry was raw. Yeah, Kobe White took a step absolutely last season. I'm not necessarily laying that at the feet of Billy Donovan and the coaching staff, but I just think having a a, a streamlined development plan and also in-game development plan, meaning you got to run some sets for these guys, and those are things that ultimately the Bulls need to decide. Now, we still have other questions absolutely that we need to decide. What are we doing with our two-way contracts? If I'm not mistaken now, the CBA also allows for an additional third two-way contract, so be on the lookout for that. What's going on with Marco Simonovic? No, Bulls fans are not excited about Marco's development anymore, and that's on this, this staff, right, in, in, in the front office and everything. But if Marco is going to be on an NBA contract next season, he's been on a, a, on a full NBA contract this whole time, you have to play in minutes. I don't care if he's not ready. Trial by fire. It's the last year of his deal. If you're not going to get up off of it, then you have to re- you have to at least see what he can do. Trial by fire, and if he does not work out, and and the offensive upside that he has is completely taken down as expected by his defense, then get him get his ass up out of here. But at least eliminate that question. We've been needing size and so and and if nothing else, Marco Simonovic does offer rebounding, and he does offer some ability to stretch the floor as well. So. You know, I think it's time, and these decisions have to be made. These are some decisions that we've kind of kicked the can down the road for a little while there, but ultimately the Bulls got to figure it out, and that's what it, that's just what it comes down to. Are we going to have the offseason that many Bulls fans are hoping and expecting? No, and that kind of brings us into our next topic. The Bulls are not blowing it up. No, they're not trading Zach Levine. It's not happening. I don't even think as much as I think they should explore deals, they're probably not even going to move DeMar DeRozan. It, it, we are bringing it back more than likely. And there is terrible negatives with that. There's some positives in that as well, even though some people would have you not believe that there are any at all. But ultimately, it's just you have to look and survey the reality of where we are. This team is not trying to bottom out at all. That's not what AK does, even though he could he pivot from it. Sure, absolutely. But there's been no indication of that being a serious thing to consider for this team, that, that, that them blowing it up. With the same flip side of that, we know continuity we don't expect to net us a lot more either unless we get some key acquisitions and free agents in the building for the Chicago Bulls. But ultimately, we're looking at a realistic and the most realistic scenario, unfortunately, of us just running it back. And so in looking at this, right, even in, in trying to look at some of the best potential deals that may be out there and free agents that may be out there, I can name targets all day long. 
And when it comes down to it, right, and I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to have issues with some of these targets, it's the fact of the matter is this is the hand that we're dealt. The Bulls are doesn't don't look, because keep in mind, the period in time in which it would take to get it approved using either this able player or the career-ending injury exception for Zoe, that right now, with how long it would take, the Bulls haven't filed. And unless we just don't know about it, which this is a front office to do things in secret, the amount of time that it would take to get that approved, most quality free agents are going to be off the board. So right now, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the Bulls are doing that. So unless a trade happens to free up some more space, unless they don't re-sign one of Nikola Vucevic's uh, contracts or Kobe White, the, the fact of the matter remains, the Bulls have what they have as far as assets. And so looking at... Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc players that the bulls could sign right i mean i've had harrison barnes on that list i definitely think he's somebody that would fit in with what the bulls are probably expected to spend out in free agency i also think he brings some of the skill we need right when you look at Definitely, he's somebody who, if Patrick Williams isn't ready to start, you can see him starting in that place. He's also somebody that could back up Patrick Williams. Is he perfect? No. Does he have his faults? Absolutely, right? But he's also a player that has learned and knows how to still be effective scoring-wise without needing a bunch of plays called for him, something that Patrick Williams absolutely could learn from as well. And one of the things that I put over on uh, Locked on Bulls today as well is that as much as I do not want it to happen, let me be clear here. This is not a signing that at all I am calling for or hoping that the Bulls do, but it is one that I think may be more realistic than what some of us may want to admit, and that is Dylan Brooks. That It, that it, it seriously is Dylan Brooks, and the reason why I say that is that if the Bulls strike out and free agents do not want to come to Chicago because they don't believe in what we have here, they've seen the issues with the roster, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, say we strike out in free agents. And Dylan Brooks cannot find a deal either because of the drama around him. As I said over on Locked on Bulls, we ain't getting no younger. 
and they might as well do it, may be the theme of this offseason with the Bulls looking at Dylan Brooks. Now, I will say this. AK is not typically signed people with character concerns. That is not usually something AK does. But I do think that that could end up being a possibility if the Bulls completely strike out. Looking at other things like um, players that maybe, you know, could Gabe Vincent be a, be a thing with the full mid-level exception? Possibly. But the Bulls also, as I said, may just be looking towards Kobe White as that point guard solution, right? What do they do with, with um, Ayo DeSumo is a big question there as well. As much another one that I know Bulls fans aren't going to be super happy with, Corey Joseph also could be a realistic target for the Bulls just because of where we are financially, right? Those are some people. Josh Richardson as well could be another one. There have been a lot of things linking the Bulls to him as well. But you're looking at that level of signing for the Chicago Bulls with free agency with where we are. The, de- the dreams of a Jacopoto, especially if Vooch doesn't leave, not going to happen. Even maybe a Christian Wood or Brooke Lopez may be completely priced out of the Bulls area just because of us not going into that luxury tax. So, you know, I try to be realistic. I try to set tones here. I try to set expectations because I know as Bulls fans, it's easy to hope and think that your team can do this, can do that, can do that. And while it's not against the CBA or anything, you also have to realize the ownership group that we're that we're with. And unless ownership, much like when Derrick Rose was hurt, allowed that front office to go into the luxury tax for one year, unless they approve that, because of the scenario with Lonzo Ball's contract and the $20 million that we just aren't getting any value out of, it's highly unlikely that the Bulls are very active in free agency unless they start looking at the trade markets, maybe move Alice Caruso and, and get multiple players back to kind of fit in some areas unless they, you know, move a, a DeMar DeRozan, which, again, I don't think is likely as much as I do think they should explore that moving Zach Levine. Also something I don't think that they're going to explore. So, because of that, we are very limited in how we need how we can operate. So that's just kind of a, a primer, I guess, getting ready for free agency and kind of the tone there as we go forth into that new season, so to say, of the offseason where now the gear starts focused, starts uh, transitioning to what, what are you going to do with your own players? What are you going to go out and try to get in free agency? And, you know, really by the by the end of June, begin first week of July, we should really start kind of knowing what this Bulls team is going to look like going into training camp. Are there going to be some last-minute deals, some deals two, three weeks into free agency? Absolutely. But I think we're going to have a nice part of that picture painted um, by the the first week of July. That's just kind of what I think. But one thing that I got off of yesterday that we want to get back on today is doing prospects that the Bulls could be looking towards at the end of that first round if they are to get that 23rd uh, overall pick. That is the New York Knicks pick that is owned by the Portland Trailblazers. And today we're talking about Kobe Jones. Now, this is a 6'6", 205-pound shooting guard out of Xavier, or Xavier, however you say it, uh, however you pronounce it. Uh, people say one way, people say another, tomato, tomato. Uh, but uh, this guy is a guard who it shapes to be up a 3 and D wing at the next level. And if you look at, I'm kind of trying to find people that fit a need for the Chicago Bulls right now, right, that can come in and perform. He was a junior in college, so he's been around. You expect him to come, maybe come in and, and at least do some things, but he's still fairly young, 21 years old, even though he went to being a junior. So, again, the, uh, and uh, his birthday is in uh, May. He just turned 21. So he's coming in, 21-year-old season. Um, he has a, a nice fill in the half court. We need some help with half court creation. Uh, he can be the initiator on the pick and roll. He has a, a not. He's not the quickest as far as just straight line speed, but he knows how to how to use his speed and his shoulders to get um, to drive to the lane and to finish through contact. He's a high IQ basketball player, which we know that AK likes. 
has a really good assist-to-turnover ratio that's over 2-1 to one on that one. Great vision and passing ability. So, again, somebody that can come out can be your off guard, do some ball handling for you, especially if he ends up coming off that bench. He also has a solid post game for a guard, and that's something that we see guards start adding later on in their careers. So the fact of the matter that he already has a solid post game that he's been developing to go with this passing and shooting ability, this is another guy who, again, you're not looking at, if you're drafting him, getting somebody who's going to develop into an all-star or anything like that more than likely. But again, this is a guy who can come in, perform day one, smart, uh, gives you two-way play, which we need out there on that wing, a 3-and-D type person. He knows how to use his size and his strength and his overall intelligence to really get to the lane as well. I wouldn't necessarily call him a three-level scorer because um, I don't know if he creates well enough in the mid-range, but I will say that he's a guy that can flat-out score the basketball for you especially if you get into a more motion-based offense where the ball moves around uh, freely, and he brings in that three-point shooting percentage that's amazing. He also has that wingspan that AK likes, almost 6'9 on the wingspan there. And the things that as far as the negatives around him, not a great athlete. He's not going to jump out the gym, right? He doesn't have the uh, most amazing, like I said, straightforward speed at all. He's a good shooter. Uh, He struggles off catch and shoots at times, and isolation scores, He's uh he's okay in, right? He can generate his own shot, but you're not looking at him to really come in and do a bunch of isolation and playmaking for himself, right? You need to have a point guard in there. Um has a has a um a nice reputation as a shooter, 40% from 3 um early in the season, but it dipped a little bit, right? Um so that's something you want to look at as well. 45 three-pointers as a junior, uh 75 over the course of his career hitting that at a 34% clip overall, 67% from the free throw line, which is something you want to look out for as well over there. And uh, that the uh, ability to, you know, to come out and, like, getting in that scoring groove, he lacks some confidence sometimes in that way. Like I said, he doesn't create too much space for himself. But, again, somebody that I do think that he, he brings a nice two-way play for the Chicago Bulls, somebody who would be there around that number 23 pick if they get around there, and somebody that I think could come in and fill a needed role for the Bulls right away if Billy Donovan trusts him, which is always hit or miss with Billy Donovan. But again, Kobe Jones is the player that we covered today. I really like his skill set overall. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. But that's my time for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our weekend mailbag episodes that go down Saturday and Sunday, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.